What is happening, Chicago Bears fans? This is T-Formation Conversation. I'm your host, Lester Wildfong, Editor-in-Chief over at Windy City Gridiron. And just like I have all season long, the doctor is in the house. Dr. Mason West is joining us to help us go over the injured Bears players. Mason, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. You know, Friday night, no place I'd rather be than right here talking Bears. Friday night. We It's just a weird scheduling quirk here with us being so late, but it's, it's when the Bears have their final report. It's it's late Friday afternoon. By the time we get everything, you know, all, all ramped up and ready to go, this just works for us. It's it's on for you guys watching uh, on Second City Gridiron. If you can't see the whole show, of course, we're also on the podcast channel, Windy City Gridiron there, and vice versa. If you if you're if you're a podcaster, check out the show on on YouTube because there's some early stuff that you guys don't always get on the podcast channel. So, um, speaking of. Why don't you go ahead and plug that real quick for our podcast listeners? You have a nice event coming up this weekend, and I want to make sure that our podcast-only guys have a chance to hear about that as well. Yeah, of course. So uh, I am fortunate enough to be the president of the NABPT, uh, Illinois chapter, National Association of Black Physical Therapists. And we're going to be down in Homewood, Illinois, where there's going to be a health and wellness fair going on. Uh, We're going to be speaking with the Angels Basketball, so uh, Young Girls Basketball Association down there. And we're going to be speaking about what it is like to be a physical therapist, really try to grow the community, try to get as many young individuals interested in physical therapy as possible, but then also try to provide back a little bit. So we're going to have a couple tables there, you know, giving out some free treatment, uh, talking, putting the kids and adults, whoever wants to participate through some different exercises and things like that. Uh, it's really important to, I feel like, to get back to the community and especially to try to grow this profession just because uh, it is not exactly the most diverse community out there. Uh, actually, there's only about 5% of physical therapists out there are of Black or African-American, however you want to look at it. So we're trying to grow that, get more people interested, and also get people the treatment they need. That's awesome. I make sure I, I had to make sure I give you the chance to plug that here. That's that's cool stuff you got going on there. You know, it's 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 physical therapy, man. You, like I said, I, when we first started doing the show and I found out you were actual actual doctor, man, that just that blew me away because, you know, if I was a doctor, like I said back then, it would be on everything. Doctor, this like I got it. Like here, I got it on the show. Doctor Mason West. Follow him on Twitter at West Sports PT. But hey, man, let's get into this injury report because it is hefty one. But before we get into the actual injured, Justin Skyler Fields is back. Okay, I, I know a lot of fans are, are are concerned over this because he just had the shoulder injury, the AC joint sprain, which we right. talked about before. If he's healthy. Hey, man, play football. You're a football player. You're healthy. Get out there and play. And I'm sure he's healthy enough to play. What a lot of fans are concerned about is how healthy is that shoulder? Is he in danger of re-aggravating the injury or making it worse? And that's a really good question. You know, at the end of the day, first of all, football's football, right? I mean, any play, any down, you could get hurt even if you've never had anything pre-existing. Now, take that thought process and add in an area that is still not 100% healed. Right? I mean, the ligaments around the AC joint, so essentially, right, separated shoulder is a robust AC joint sprain. Uh, whenever you have that, any sprain, I don't care if it's grade one all the way to grade four, is a version of a tear, right? But grade one, little micro tear. So essentially, you know, if these are your fibers, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you got this little, you know, they're, they're just slightly disorganized. If you have a grade four, complete tear. So he's in that one, two range where there is a slight disorganization. Now, that does not heal in one, two, three weeks. So it's healing. It is better than it was when it first happened. But the ligaments that are surrounding that AC joint are, again, disorganized. And now when you put force through it, 
there is a chance of re-aggravation, you know, to where it was before, if not worse. So to, to all the people out there saying like, you know, oh, if you're healthy enough to play, first of all, no one in football is healthy at this yeah. stage. Let's get that straight. Week 13, but, everybody's dinged up at this point. Exactly. But with that too, I mean, some people are hurt worse than others. Justin Fields is a baller. He's a gamer. He wants to be out there. He wants to play against Aaron Rodgers. He wants to try to beat him before Aaron ends up somewhere else. I'm thinking the Jets, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh, it, so no, he is not 100%. Yes, there's a chance that he could hurt this worse. But at the end of the day, he's going to play. So we heard some talk that possibly he may get a shot, kind of numb it, numb the pain. Oh, my God. Rookie mistake. My phone is going Oh, off. what is my this? Bad. Oh, man. So so we heard some talk about maybe possibly getting a, a shot to numb the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, also, could he wear like a harness, extra padding? I mean, there's there's things he can do to help himself. But still, the right hit at, at the wrong time. And we're talking about an, another, you know, re-aggravation of the injury. Yeah, so he's he's going to get an injection. I, I would be blown away if he wouldn't. And really, like like you said, just numbs the pain, makes it so that he can make all the throws he needs to. Uh, because when you when you make those throws, you have that rotational force, and you have essentially a counter force that happens at the opposite AC joint. So every single time you're pulling on those fibers I was talking about that aren't super happy with you. Uh, that injection, probably get another one at halftime. Shoulder shouldn't really hurt at all. Now, in terms of protecting it, harness isn't going to do anything. If it was a shoulder dislocation, you could wear the harness, like uh, Mr. Trubisky. Uh, did previously when yeah. he had his shoulder issues because uh, he had just a very unstable shoulder. Uh, Jalen Johnson's another example of someone that you might see with that. Anthony Miller, you know, I know I'm naming names that everyone's very excited about to hear him <laughs> me bring back. Uh, but you could, in theory, maybe put a little extra padding on there, but you, you could do some kinesio tape. So if you tape in a certain way, you can actually get certain muscles to activate a little bit better. And if you do that, now you can use the muscles that stabilize that part of the shoulder a little bit better. But, you know, other than that, it's just going to be about him being very conscientious of, of where he's going, how he's running, trying not to lay the boom, trying not to land on that shoulder quite as much. And then, of course, there's the things he can't account for, like, you know, being tackled on a blind side, you know, the, the tackles that just end up a little funky. Because, again, it's football. You're going to end up in weird positions. I guess the good thing is there are ways to scheme to help him. But but like you said, he's a gamer. You know, when he's out there playing – if he, if he sees a first down and he has to get a first down, I can't see him sliding. I can't see him, you know, going easy. I see him putting it down and making a play. And, and the same thing, like I said, we, he could be doing some, some quick game stuff. He could move the pocket as much as possible. But still, pass pro has been rough all season long. You know, we've kind of seen the, the, the breakdown. Maybe it's a little more stable here. You got Tevin Jenkins back, back, but, you know, as center, you still have some issues. Cody White here has kind of been up and down. Braxton Jones, the rookie left tackle, has been, you know, his pass pro is not nearly as good as his run run blocking. R- Riley Reef, he's injured. We'll talk about him a little bit. So, you know, there's some issues there up front. Maybe they'll rely on David Montgomery, uh, Darrington Evans. Maybe, maybe Kerry Blaston game gets involved in some quick stuff. You know, Bayless Jones gets more than two carries. Bayless Jones may get some some more jet sweeps, you know, but they're gonna, I'm sure, scheme around helping him as much as possible. But like you said, he's a gamer. He's out there. I'm sure they'll pull back some of the carries. I heard you talking about on your show last night, Bare Bones at five o'clock every Thursday. I heard you talking about this here with Danny. You know, I can't see him getting 15, 18 carries. Hopefully, they scale that back as far as the designed runs. Don't you think? I would think so, just because if I'm sitting there and I'm Getsy, I'm like, okay, there's going to we're still going to call our RPOs and our RSOs, right? You know, yeah. run pass options and run screen options. So he's going to probably at least run pull that a couple times, and then there's going to be the unplanned scrambles. So I'm going to probably lessen my actual run calls, yeah. knowing some of those are happening. Ah, it's dangerous, but you know, 
I'm excited. I talk about him on the show. As a fan, I want to see him play. But, you know, oh, man, it's it's going to be rough. I mean, hopefully he gets through it. As as Chicago sports, we've seen a lot of weird things happen through the time. You know, you always think about the, the Derrick Rose injury that was in a, a pointless part of the game when he got hurt, ruined his career basically. It can't happen. You know, fingers crossed, you know, uh, do whatever you do. Pray whatever it is you got to do. Let's make sure Justin Fields gets out of this uh, unscathed. But but let's not talk about some guys that are not so lucky. Receiver Darnell Mooney, he went on IR this week. He injured his ankle in the last game. You talked again. You talked about this last night on Bare Bones. Um, but kind of talk a little bit about what his rehab, what he is looking forward to. I mean, it's, he's getting surgery on the ankle. I I, I heard right. I believe that's the case. Uh, whenever you, it's similar to Nikhil Harry, right? You know, I yeah. believe I thought it was a high ankle sprain right when it happened. They haven't like really announced that, but it matches the mechanism, uh, the body falling uh, on the back of the leg like that. And it just starts to get all funky in there too. when you have that much. So it's not just the syndesmosis, which is the, that between the fibula and the tibia, it's not just the uh, tibia fibular uh, ligament, but you're also probably getting some ATFL in there. Basically like all of those ligaments are getting messed up to an extent. It's just about how much. So for someone like him who relies so much on speed, who relies so much on this cutting, who, you know, for a smaller guy like that, he, I would think the surgery is the best way to go about it because he needs as much of that ankle mobility and stability as possible to get in and out of those cuts. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I was on a radio spot the other day uh, and, and I mentioned, I was asked about Mooney and I'm like, you know, he has always attacked the off season. Like he is a, a workout fiend. He, I mean, he's going to get in there. He's going to do what he has to do to get ready for the, for the, for the next season. And, and you think he'll be back by camp. I mean, even if he gets surgery, think he'll be back by training camp. Yeah. Cause again, it's similar to the Nikhil Harry situation. Yeah. I mean, it might be a tightrope surgery would be something I would expect that he would be getting. Uh, there might be some more extensive ligament damage that might extend that slightly out. But I mean, we saw how quickly Nikhil Harry came back. Uh, he's going to be ready for training camp. I, no problem. Unless there's some crazy complication that goes on. Let's, let's hope not there. Um, safety Eddie Jackson also went down. Now, when this injury happened, non-contact, that, that turf there at, 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 in New Jersey is awful. I didn't realize. Burn MetLife Stadium. I, I didn't realize it was. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a thing. But then, like, there's a bunch of guys in, in our, my mentions. We had Jets fans coming to the site saying, hey, man, we're sorry about our turf. Our turf sucks. I had no idea it was this bad, but a non-contact injury. First thought everyone had, oh, my God, he blew out his Achilles, which is, you know, terrible. Um, but it's not that. It was a Liz Frank injury to his foot. You, again, you talked about it last night on Bare Bones, but can you kind of give the Cliff Notes version here for our listeners? Yeah, of course. So Liz Frank, keep it, you have three different parts of your foot, hind foot, midfoot, forefoot. Liz Frank is just a, this term for a break of a bone in the midfoot. So just that middle third of it. Uh, usually is going to happen when force coming down right on the foot. That's why it happened in that non-contact situation um you see it a lot in the bigger dudes offensive and defensive linemen again just a lot of mass to move around uh for eddie what you just saw and that's the thing that stinks about some of these clips when it comes to what the nfl's actually shows they never show the back end and it yeah. sucks i mean um when you finally did get to see it in his back pedal went to go cut planted that foot foot got stuck the rest of the body kept going which put too much force into the bone in that midfoot and it breaks that sucks he was having such a good season, four interceptions. He was the leading vote getter for the Pro Bowl for free safety in the NFC. You know, Eddie was back. I mean, the Eddie Jackson we all wanted to see, you know, which is we're talking about a little bit in the pre-show. This front seven has been bad all year, and he mm -hmm. still is productive. I mean, we haven't seen him have good numbers the last couple of years because, again, the defense wasn't the best. Here he is. He's a good fit for the scheme. 
and and hopefully everything can kind of get back where he he needs to be. And like Mooney, you expect Jackson back for training camp next year? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said a little earlier, this is a bigger problem for someone who maybe an offensive defensive lineman, yeah. just a lot of mass move around. Bigger issue if it was maybe Mooney in that situation, uh, just because you do need that the, the quick cutting. But for the safety, one plant, get downhill. Uh, Eddie's been a little more about instincts than anything anyway in terms of his closing. So it's not like he's playing back there as with this needing this quick aspect. Uh, usually it's going to be around a three to five month recovery. Depends on the surgery, you know, extent of it. He still hasn't decided if he's doing the surgery, by the way. You know, he's going to go see, I believe, it's Dr. Andrews. And, saw that, yeah. But, but uh, Joe, see if he should or not. Um, he could, in theory, just wait six weeks for the bone to heal and then attack just a traditional rehab from there. But yeah, he should be absolutely be back by training camp. That's good news. Uh, Bears had, uh, like I said, a, a busy injured list this week. Two more guys went on on the IR. Uh, safety Dane, Dane Cruxshank, a hamstring injury. He's been battling that all season long. And it's not official yet, but they said it's going to happen probably this weekend. Backup quarterback Trevor Simeon, he hurt his oblique warming up before the game. He gutted it out, but he's also going to go on injury reserve. So let's real quick talk about Cruxshank. We've talked about these soft tissue injuries you know, all season long, but – now they decided just to shut him down. Does that tell you that maybe something a little worse that happened in there? Maybe he strained a little harder or just one of these things where, look, the season's to close to the end here. You've been battling it all year. Take a seat. You think it's something more like that? Probably a combination of both. It's probably closer to – it's not a great four, which would be like a complete tear. Uh, if that was the case, you know, he wouldn't have been playing on it. But in that grade three area, probably more – difficult than people were thinking it was worse than people thinking it was and there are just some instances where depending on how you rehab are you doing it correctly are you hitting all the different ways you're supposed to, the hamstring has to work in so many different ways are you doing it all um are you rushing through rehab and getting back too quickly you know it wasn't healed enough so now it keeps happening and happening and happening i mean he in theory he probably should have just been shut down earlier but at the yeah. same time how much are you miss, missing a crookshank it's just better to just say hey let's just shut it down this is a losing season we don't really need you i mean you've played zero snaps on actual defense and just been a special team guy. Uh, maybe I might be wrong. Maybe he has one snap, but I haven't seen it. I, I can't recall that. Yeah. So, so you got, you got Eddie Jackson down, Cruikshank down. Uh, so it's DeAndre Houston Carson starting a safety, probably Elijah Hicks, the rookie who kind of had a rough game is his, his, his defensive debut last week. And then AJ Thomas came up from the practice squad to probably get those special teams reps. So, you know, they have some options. It'll give the Bears a chance to see some younger players. Maybe someone flashes. Um, Cruikshank was only on a one-year deal, so he was probably only going to be here this season anyway. Maybe it gives them a chance to kind of test out some young guys to make sure they have that core special team guy moving forward. And then Trevor Simeon, you know, we talked about the oblique a few weeks back. It's by the love handles. I forget what what player it was, but I always remember that now. Oblique is near your love handle area. Um, how does he injure that just warming up? Was there something prior to that, you think? So it makes a lot of sense for a quarterback. Okay. Uh, the, the oblique does rotation, right? It does give stability to that lateral trunk under the left handle, as you put it. Um, as And as you're going to throw, it helps you stabilize through the core as you're turning. So more likely than not, it was probably on a throw, you know, just had a, probably too quick of an eccentric or a lengthening uh, phase. So my guess would be it was probably his right side if i had to guess I and mean, i didn't necessarily they didn't say what it was and it wasn't yeah. like it was very obvious when he was when he was out there playing but uh but yeah it was it's just one of those things where usually uh, the reason that something like that's happened wasn't stabilized properly through the core overly rotating through the spine not using the pelvis enough and then boom you get an oblique strain so they talk about he got a shot in the game which kind of helped him cut it yeah. out and 
you know, we saw him, you know, he's a gamer. I mean, he's a, he's a pro. I mean, this was his, uh, he talked about at the post-game press conference. He was kind of embarrassed. He got hurt. He had to play because, you know, you can't, you know, wait till week 13. You finally get your shot, hurt yourself in, in pregame. So he, he was going to play that game. You know, I was a little surprised that he, it, it was so bad where, you know, now they're talking surgery. So it's like, wow. So the, the Nathan Peterman era, you know, we were really close to having this actually happen. But like we talked about on the top, Justin Fields is back. Peterman, hopefully we never have a chance to see him play at all because he has not been very good. But that leads us into the actual injury report. And it's a it's a pretty lengthy one here for the Bears because they got three guys out. Larry Borum, ankle knee. Um, we kind of saw him got hurt towards the end of the game against the, uh, the, the Jets back then. Did you happen to catch uh, – was he rolled up on? Did you happen to catch anything with Borum's injury? I actually didn't catch it at all. I was nice scoured trying to find exactly the moment Same, that it right? happened, I and, I couldn't it. and I couldn't grab it. So Borum was just playing because Riley Reef was injured, and he hurt his mm-hmm. back. Uh, Reef's also in report. He's questionable, but he practiced uh, in full today, so I'm guessing they're going to have uh, Riley Reef back out there at, at right tackle spot. Um, uh, going back also to the guys that are out, Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon, the rookie dynamic duo in the defensive backfield, concussions. Um, we've been talking about concussions all season long. It's just one of those things where there is no, there is no set time frame, right? I mean, it's, you know, some are good, some are bad. I heard, uh, Danny talking about it, you know, on, on your guys' show, you know, last night on bare bones, same kind of deal. You know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, it's light sensitivity, it's headaches, it's migraines, it's whatever it may be. Who knows? I mean, the, the time frame on these guys, it just looks like they're going to be out for a while. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, you have a situation where you have like a Matt Stafford who gets a concussion out for one week and is back, no problem. Then you have other situations where it's a multi-week, month. I mean, there are, pe- there are people, everyday lives, who get concussions, whether it's in sports or maybe on their job, and they have it for years. And part of it is just the mystery of the brain a little bit. Honestly, we kind of understand it. And part of it is because you don't get proper treatment, to be completely honest. I think there's some really bad concussion physical therapy out there. So that's just, you know, my soapbox. Um, but like you said, there's so many symptoms that you have to deal with. Uh, some of the, like you said, high, light sensitivity, sound sensitivity, headaches, vision disturbances, vertigo, dizziness. And now you also have mood swings. And so now all of a sudden you're affected in terms of that. And like, do you want to even go and do rehab because your mood is affected because of this concussion? And every single one of those symptoms have to go away at rest. And then you can start to do light activity. And as soon as you get spikes of those symptoms, you got to shut it down again. And so you literally need to go through all these various stages of increasing your activity without symptoms before you can move on. And part of the problem is, A, there is no imaging test for a concussion. There just isn't. It's symptom-based. And B, because it's symptom-based and which is very subjective, you're having to hope that the player is telling you the truth in terms of actually coming back. I mean, there's little things you can look for, like there's certain ocular tests and things like that. But man it is it's a hard thing to deal with it's not like a knee where it's you okay here's this imaging here's that imaging here's these strength tests okay cool you're good to go do they still do the baseline testing i know uh, there was some talk where you know preseason a lot of teams would do like a baseline testing where they would check the i'm not even sure the science behind it but are, are you aware of what i'm talking about or am i just kind of pulling stuff yeah they still do it they do the baseline testing across you know high school college and in the professionals okay. the, the problem with it is you can fool that test relatively okay. easily um a lot of times and i'm not saying i did this when i was a football player in high school but you can like kind of purposely do kind of bad and that then your baseline sense. score is low and so then when you go to do your your follow-up it's like oh you're you're fine yeah okay i i knew i heard something about it i was a little aware but i'm glad you brought it to my attention it kind of makes sense and yeah i mean it's true if 
I mean, you know, we talk about Justin Fields, a gamer. That's most football players. That's that's just how they're built. That's how they're wired. They want to play no matter what. So if they can cheat the system, hopefully through education and awareness, you know, people uh, as as understanding. I know like back in the day it was, you know, smelling salts. It was, you know, oh, you know, you're fine. It's, you know, you, you got your bell rung, you know. And, you know, these, these types of things, it's like, you know, awareness, understanding of the situation because like you said there's really you can't just go in and check the brain out you just got to understand what's going on and uh, and be safe and smart with your body yeah i short little story here i had a i was doing some coverage at a soccer tournament and this uh 12 year old goalkeeper dove hit her head on a pole and you know once that the dust settled and we got her to the sideline and everything the first question her mother asks is you know when can she go back in yeah. And I'm like, ma'am, your daughter, I mean, she had, she, she had vomited, she had headaches, she couldn't keep her eyes open and, you know, she's barely standing and it's like, nope, she, she really shouldn't go back in. And she's like, okay, well, what about tomorrow? And so basically long story short, the parent was doing everything they could to figure out how to get their daughter back in this random weekend travel soccer game as a 12 year old. And it's, it's rough. So, you know, don't, it's nothing to mess with. Yeah, it's awareness. It's education. I mean, I, I coach youth football and and same same kind of parents. I had some parents that were really aware of it. They just understood what was going on. Uh, we had a kid who got hurt and, you know, he had to sit out and, you know, he he was diagnosed with a concussion. And we'd like, no, he, he just can't play. And, and the parents were fully understanding it. But we had other parents where he's fine. He just got his bell rung. It's not a big deal. And until, you know, society catches up with, what's actually you know out there as far as the knowledge you know it's it's tough but you know it's it's again we're at a little bit of soapbox stuff but it's good it's good to get this out there who know who knows so one more injured bear that's kindle vildor questionable ankle again just like reef was he practiced in full my guess is he'll go Mm -hmm. Um, but but regardless man we're talking you know no brisker no gordon jackson's on ir you know the bears defense is already bad you know, they, they got lit up by Mike White last week. What's Aaron Rodgers going to do this to the secondary? This is probably Aaron Rodgers' last stand, man. He He's not on the Packers report, but he had an oblique issue. Uh, they're, they called it a rib issue, the Packers did. Uh, he has a th- thumb injury. He realizes the Packers are going nowhere, but he talked about the importance of playing until the Packers are out of it. So he wants to own the Bears one last time. What's he going to do against this, pack, this, this Bears secondary? I mean, I think he's going to tear it up a bit, to be completely oh. honest. I mean, it'll be interesting, ultimately, to see what happens with, like, a, with, we'll get to them, but, like, a Romeo Dobbs. But, I mean, Christian Watson coming into his own, I believe he has six touchdowns over the last three games, two of those games over 100 yards on all three of those games, four receptions. So, you know, not a lot of catches, but, I mean, he's getting some explosive plays and no offense, but kind of offense to the Bears secondary. You know, I can just see him running away from Kindle <laughs> Vildor and, you know, THC not being able to come up and make the tackle. And all of a sudden here goes a 60 yard touchdown. So there's a lot of funky stuff going on there that regarding what Aaron Rodgers is going to do to this fair secondary. Watson has that kind of speed. I mean, he is a uh, he's an elite, you know, elite speed. He's going to run away from somebody. I mean, we see him, like you said, his touchdowns have gone up. He's found his place in the offense. His hands are still a little questionable, but when he gets the ball in his hands, it's dangerous. So let's touch on the Packers real quick before we get out of here. David Bakhtiari, um, their starting left tackle. He's had a knee injury. He's been battling all season long, uh, but he was in line to play this week. And then today he had an emergency appendectomy. His appendix uh, burst or, or, or something, whatever it was, surgery, he's out of the game. But the Packers have always done pretty well 
on the offensive line. So they're going to plug a guy in there. I'm not sure who's going to be Jenkins and Zach Tom. Someone somehow, some way is going to be filling in there on that Packer O line, and they'll be fine. Uh, Darnell Savage, free safety, doubtful. Um, he's had a down year. The Packers defense overall has been pretty rough this whole season. They don't season. tackle. I don't understand it. Yeah. When you go and watch their film, there's no one in that secondary or even in that linebacking core that's motivated to make a tackle. You talk about the linebacker core, that's Devondre Campbell, who has been one of their better tacklers. He's missed like the last three or four weeks with a knee injury. He's questionable, limited. If they get him back, that's going to help because I actually have him on a dynasty fantasy team, and uh, he has he racks up the the points. I mean, he's tackles, assists, TFLs. He is a all-over-the-field the, the kind of player, uh, but he's questionable. And you mentioned uh, Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs, wide receiver ankle, also questionable. You know, him and Campbell, neither one has played in a few weeks, but they both had some practice in. They both could be trending towards playing. But honestly, we're talking about it's just a, a Packers team is, yeah, they're only at four wins, but they still have Aaron Rodgers. They still have more talent top to bottom. The Bears are just, the defense has been injured so bad. But Justin Fields is back. So what's your prediction? I don't think it's going to be a blowout like some people think it's going to be. Um, but I, I do think that, that the four points the Packers are getting is pretty right where it is. I mean, I would say something like 34-28 Packers. That's fair. I mean, the Bears got 10 points with, uh, with, with Simeon last week. Prior to that, they averaged like 30 points a game. So Justin Fields is back. We'll kind of see how the offense kind of clicks, see what they do with him. I think they're going to just run run their offense. I mean, I think they may scale back a couple of the runs, the 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 designed runs. But like you said, you know, they're still going to run the RPOs. He's still going to pull it. He's still going to go around the edge sometimes. He's going to scramble because he has to scramble. He's just not going to do the quick game as much. And and we saw what happened last week with with Simeon. And you know, I think they had uh, only eight true pass sets, which is you know, no screens, um, no boots, no rolls, just straight dropbacks and he had pressure on five of those eight. So it, it's uh, it, it could be an ugly game for the Bears. I'm just hoping that the offense uh, shows us something because, and if the offense is, is not going to work, there was a point of putting Justin Fields out there in the first place. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons I was actually pretty happy to see what we did with Riley Reef. Like, as interested as I was to potentially see like maybe an Alex Leatherwood experiment or something of that nature. I don't want it with Justin. No. If it was Nathan Peterman, throw Leatherwood out there yeah. and let's see what goes on. But uh, I don't need that with Justin. And you mentioned Leatherwood. Let's touch him real quick. I mean, he, he mentioned at his presser that he'd been working at a guard and tackle, which, uh, you know, we're still talking first round draft pick, former first round draft pick at the Raiders. You know, there is some upside there. Hopefully this regime can unlock that because they're going to have a lot of changeover on that O-line next season because, I mean, who are your locks? Tevin Jenkins, Braxton Jones somewhere. But other than that, Lucas Patrick, he'll be back from that toe injury. Uh, we, we haven't talked about him. So the toe injury to Lucas Patrick, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, turf toe, broken toe, what's his deal there? It's hard to know exactly which it is, but it's, it's a break of some kind. Yeah. Um, probably also a lot of soft tissue going on in there, like potentially maybe some plant, like a plantar tear, things of that nature. I mean, for it to be surgical and for it to have, shut him down the rest of the season. It was pretty robust in nature. Like I was surprised when they did come out and say that he was going to be done for the year. Cause normally something like that, you're, you're on IR probably, you know, for the four weeks and you're, you're back. Uh, so probably a combination of it being a pretty bad injury. Plus with 
just everything going on with him. You know, I mean, yes, it was the hand and then there's the, the foot and then he even he was in and out even with some other stuff. I mean, there's just so, so much going on. Take the loss in the season and revisit it next year. Yeah. So if 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 back to right tackle, I'm bounce all around the old line here. I got old line on the brain. But back to right tackle, if Reef can't go, it's probably Leatherwood at right tackle because they threw Schofield out there a little bit um, in a pinch. You know, but I'm sure I'm sure they're prepared because they've had those both right tackles injured all week. I'm sure they're ready because, but like you said, man, Justin Fields is back there. If there's any 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 changing going on up front, man, let's get Justin Fields the hell out of there. If the game is not close, anything, get him the hell out of there. Um, you got the bye week coming up, so let's just say Fields did wait and he didn't play this week, and any additional bye week. So now now you're talking a full four weeks from the injury. Do you think that shoulder would be better to go, or do you still think it's going to have some lingering effects this entire season? Definitely better to go. I mean, every single day that passes by that you're not overstressing that joint, it's getting better. Uh, it's just a matter of is the juice worth the squeeze, yeah, right? You know, for any yeah. any given game, right? Um, honestly, past Sunday, is there still a chance he can hurt hurt more? Yeah, get, there is, but it's much, much, much less, and I feel more comfortable with that remaining couple weeks after that bye week. It's just like you mentioned, the, the ligaments stabilize more and more as time goes on. Eventually, yeah. to this point where it's, you know, he'll never be 100% this season because, you know, no football players at this point. But, you know, I'm just, you know, like most fans, nervous. Uh, but that's it, man. That's our show for tonight, Mason. I appreciate you jumping on again and sharing all your knowledge. Yeah, of course. Again, like I said at the beginning, where else would I rather be on a Friday night than talking bears? <laughs> talking bears. But that is it, everyone. Again, follow me on Twitter at WilfongJR. Follow Mason at West Sports PT. You're also very active on Instagram. Why don't you shout that out real quick? Honestly, uh, give me one second because my Instagram handle is stupid and way longer than it should be. I, I don't know why. I just, but the one I wanted wasn't available. It is Dr. Dr. West Sports PT. That's what it was on Instagram. There's, I got a cool bunch of cool exercises on there. You know, I always highlight patients and I take questions if anyone's ever like, hey, what do I do for my ankle? I uh, just try to throw some information up there too. <sighs> Full service podcast tonight here. I love it. Uh, but that is it, everyone. Until next time, bear down, my friends.